Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ladies, gentlemen, they's and thems, welcome to Halloween Week with Wicked and Grim. My name is Jacko, and for the remaining five days, I will be your master of ceremonies as we continue to dive deep into terrifying tales. So far, we've heard two excellent stories. One, the man with a thousand faces, a cold-hearted killer. And two, one of the world's most haunted paintings, the hands resist him. And now, Nicole has the pleasure of talking about something even more disturbing, taking it back to just after the Victorian era in the early 1900s. We have a true tale of a real-life vampire. Now, let's meet our hosts, introducing Ben and Nicole. Welcome back to Halloween Week. I'm Nicole. I'm Ben. And you are listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. As you said, Halloween Week. Boom, we're back. On to day three. This is very exciting. I'm enjoying this thoroughly. And yesterday... Episode 100 today, 101. 101. Which I got to say something. Just before recording this, I hopped in the shower after work and I had a genius idea and I'm really regretting that we didn't have the time to act on said genius idea. Oh, goodness. Actually, a lot of good ideas come in the shower, hey? They do. It's like your time where you actually have a moment to think. Your mind has that moment to relax. It's perfect. And you don't have to, and you're nothing else to like watch or distract you. Exactly. But my idea was if... What if for episode 101, it's too late now, but what if we took the story of 101 Dalmatians, the Disney story, Mm -hmm. and retold it as a true crime? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that'd been cool. Because Cruella DeVille was like, she was a hoe. She's freaking terrifying. She was. And she was like trying to murder puppies and shit. I know. Like she's basically the worst. Honestly, those Disney movies sometimes are just like questionable. Well, a lot of the Disney movies have actually been like revamped to be I know. very um, family appropriate when yeah. in reality they ain't. And there's so many Easter eggs in there too that make them like the Easter eggs of more like being for parents and stuff oh, yeah. that like kids wouldn't catch on to and yeah. stuff. And, and the adult jokes. And they're so fucking sad, most of them. A lot of them are. Like, God damn. The mo- like I cried so much watching freaking Disney movies as a kid. Like the Toy know? Story one, for example, uh, that one, brutal. The Toy Story one. The Toy Story. Oh, like where he loses his toy or like which part? 
Well, like once you get more down, like Toy Story, like three and shit. Okay. I haven't honestly watched them for a while. Where Andy's all grown up and is like abandoned his toys and shit. And they're like. Yeah. Yeah. That is sad. And then they're just like in a garage zone shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or like literally getting ground up at the the dump and like literally dying. Yeah. Honestly, I think it was more so the Lion King for me. That one wrecked me. Okay. The Lion King. Yeah. 100%. Brutal. If you did not cry as a child watching (laughs) The Lion King. You have no soul. Simple as that. Oh, anyway, we are not here to discuss Disney. We're here to discuss true crime. Well, is this? Yeah, this is crime. I don't know why I hadn't decided <laughs> that this is very much so crime. Well, even still, it's Halloween week, so we're going with just. Yeah, like well, for a minute, I was just like, what is this? What am I doing? Where am I? <laughs> well, let's let's hear what you're doing. Let's hear where you're at. What do you are got we ready to just roll? Well, what else are we got to talk okay. about? Okay. I We don't have a. I've got. A whiskey. Oh yeah, and I'm drinking water today, actually. Um, so this case is as spooky as they come. Like it was a good choice for Halloween week. I'm, I'm, I'm like patting myself on the back here. Uh, so this is the case of Bella Kiss. So some called in some things I listened to or whatever watched, they called him Bella, but the majority called him Bella. So I'm going to just go with Bella, as that seemed the most common. Fair enough. Um, you could also refer to him as the Hungarian vampire. Ooh, shit. Ooh. That sounds scary and sexy. <laughs> Actually, that could sell some shit, couldn't it? Bella Kiss, the Hungarian vampire. That sounds like a porno. Just Actually, saying. it does. Yeah. But, well, maybe it is. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I didn't research <laughs> it that. It probably has a parody where it is. Um, okay. But before we get into that messed up title, we'll cover some background info. So Bella Kiss was born in the countryside of Isaac, Austria, Hungary in 1877. Okay, taking it way back. Yeah, this actually, I kind of—I don't do a lot of old ones, but this one, this one got me. So not much is known about his early life. There are rumors out there that he may have had a relationship of sorts with his mother. Oh. An incest relationship of sorts. Incestual. Love it. So not. some... No, pretty nasty, actually. Some experts believe this, as it can be common, apparently, for serial killers who end up targeting women to have inappropriate relationships with their mothers at an early age. Uh, So I'm just giving the facts here. Like, mommy issues. It could be a nasty rumor. It could be true. Or he could have literally had mommy issues. Because a lot of times, too, with these older cases, I mean, it's kind of like a game of telephone in the sense where a lot of things get kind of changed and as they get told and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, so other than that nasty rumor, there's no specific evidence in Bella's childhood that could have predicted the murderous tendencies that would emerge later in his life. By the time Bella was 23, he was renting a home in the town of Sinkita outside of Budapest, where he lived from 1900 onwards or so. Gotcha. He lived a fairly ordinary life as a tinsmith. So a person who makes and repairs things made out of tin. Never would have guessed that. light trait. metals. I just thought I had to put that definition there. <laughs> you never fucking know. But I was like, that definition makes sense. Um, also a nickname, Tin Basher. Mm, yeah. 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 Um, and he was well regarded in the neighborhood and very much so liked. He was known for being a handsome, blonde-haired, and blue-eyed man who would charm those around him with ease and would throw lavish dinner parties at his house. Ooh. Yeah, he was like a real charmer. 
Despite no known formal education, Bella was extremely intelligent and well-read in literary and historical studies, which, of course, only added to his appeal, especially with the ladies. He's smart. He's sexy. He's got it all. Yeah. He kind of seemed like the whole package. Well, except that he's a fucking murdering piece of shit. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That is not something of desire. Was that what you wrote down in your research? He is a murdering piece of shit. No, that actually just came out. That was my inside voice coming out. (laughs) So his likability and intellect would later aid him in getting away with his murderous acts. He was also an amateur astrologer. So someone who studies astrology and uses it to tell people who or how they believe it will affect their lives. Gotcha. Being all like, Mars is in retrograde. Hide your kids. Hide your wife because I'm going to be grumpy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and like he was just a man of a lot of interest, it seems. He also had an eccentric interest in. Oops. Bump the table. Sorry. <laughs> in occult practices. So it's believed by some that Bella's interest in the occult could ex- somewhat explain the unique manner of his crimes and the rituals that went along with them. Oh, we gotten ritualistic stuff in here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like this is a really messed up, messed up one. I'm intrigued. The occult has like always fascinated me because there's like, there's just some really weird stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Like you can dive deep into that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So around this time, well, and I also, I was just, I don't know why this just popped in my head, but I was like, I feel like back then you just have more time because like you, well, we waste time now. I feel like, like scrolling through social and shit. So you'd have more time to like be into reading this stuff and learning and stuff like that. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, there is I waste that. too much time on social for sure. But I do also think that there's a lot more today where it's like, oh, you want to survive? It's like you got to work a day job for 10 hours and then have three side hustles. That's true, actually. That's very true. A lot of people, yeah, you have to have more than one job. Yeah. So around this time, Bella would begin placing personal ads. So it's kind of like back in the day, online dating-ish. Gotcha. Yeah. So he used the alias Hoffman in a Budapest newspapers. He claimed to be a lonely widower looking for marriage and would utilize that charm and good looks to court higher class women into giving him their money and even sign over their assets. Oh, shit. He's hustling them. Yeah. So in the span of his life that we know of, Bella was married twice. And I'll touch on his second marriage as it pertains to the story. So in 1912, approximately 11 years after first arriving in Sinkata, Bella married a woman 15 years his junior named um, Mary or Marie. Sorry, Mary and Marie. I always get those mixed up. So her name was Marie. About how old is he at this time? Um. Oh my gosh. Do you want me to do math? I can do that. Because I'm sitting here wondering like, his wife is 15 years his junior. So how old would that make his wife? I know that they married a lot younger back in those days, but it's... he was 35 actually at this time. Okay. So she would have been like 32 or 30 or sorry, uh, 16, 17, 17, 18, like 20, maybe? 20. She was 15 years, his junior. And oh, he was okay. Sorry. I don't know where I got my math from. Then. Well, it was 1912. So I think there's just a lot of, numbers floating in your brain maybe maybe i don't know (laughs) yeah so anyway he scored a 15 i was gonna say year old but 15 years his junior so hold on he was 32 
35. Oh, 35. Okay. Yeah, my numbers are way off today. Well, Sorry. now I got to double check. Did I fuck that up? Good God. Yeah, 35. Okay, my bad. I just did math, like on a calculator, so I couldn't have fucked that up. Well, I'm drinking whiskey, so <laughs> I couldn't have fucked it up. Okay, yeah, so she would have been like 20. So after only a year of marriage, however, Mary or Marie would lose interest in this marriage. Oh. And she would begin to have an affair with a oh. local artist named Paul. Okay. So okay. though they thought they were keeping this relationship a secret, Bella would eventually find out. It always comes out. Scandals. Scandals, I tell you. Especially back in those days. I mean, you don't have Instagram. You don't got Twitter. You got yeah. to talk it out, right? When I think like a lot of people in the community knew. So yeah. Bella ended up finding out. So and shortly after that, the pair would go missing. A pair? There's a pair now? The pair. Was that a joke? Yes, it was a joke. Okay, I was just like, do you need, I looked at you so just like, are you serious? <laughs> no, I know there's not an actual pair. You're talking about the, the couple. I get it. It was a joke. Good yeah. God. Okay. The pair went missing with Bella telling neighbors and Marie's relatives that the couple ran off together to America. Okay. Okay. They went to good old America. But that was a lie. Yeah, that was 110% a lie because in reality, Mary and her lover, Paul, were murdered. Maury, Maury, Maury. <laughs> so they were mur murdered by Bella in a fit of jealous rage and would become Bella's first victims in a string of many to follow. Oof. The act of murdering his wife and lo lover seemed to unleash a violent urge inside of Bella that he couldn't control. No one was the wiser, though. The neighbors felt sorry for Bella, who, despite having a lot going for him, was seemingly abandoned by his wife. Now that he was living as a lonely bachelor, Bella decided to hire an elderly housekeeper by the name of Mrs. Jackubeck. Oh, no. Miss Jackubeck, is she going to die? Isn't she? No, actually. Oh, thank God. Okay. No, no okay. I feel like he probably liked her. Jackubeck. So he also started to frequent various brothels and would be seen entertaining various ladies. His target was always wealthy women, though. He would defraud them of their money and lure them back to his house with the promise of marriage. This time, however, was different. Um, it was different than the last. It was different than the last? This time, he would beat the women. Oh, shit. Strangle them with his bare hands or use a rope until their light completely dimmed and they were no longer. So he's either doing one of two things. He's either reveling in it and enjoying it or two, he's getting out some sort of anger shit. Yeah. He's, I think that. <sighs> he's enjoying the process one way or another. Yeah. Like he released this urge that he realizes he likes and now he's just doing it freely. Which is disgusting. It is. So Mrs. Jackubeck, Bella's housekeeper, though in the same house, apparently never saw these women for very long or knew of anything. So what was starting to get noticed, though, um, by Mrs. Jackubeck, as well as the neighbors, was an accumulation of large metal drums that Bella kept at the house. Oh, I know where this is going. A neighbor of Bella suspected that it could be alcohol, so he reported the barrels to the police. The police did show up at Bella's house to investigate, 
but Bella just laughed it off, explained to them that he was stockpiling piling gasoline in anticipation of the upcoming war where rationing would inevitably have to occur. Remember, he had that charm, right? Yeah, and that makes total sense. Yeah. So the police felt that was a logical explanation and left without even checking to see what was inside the barrels. I don't know if it was a thing back then, like a warrant, but if they don't have a warrant, I mean, that's all they can really do. But if they didn't need a warrant, then you should have at least taken a peek inside, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess they could have asked too, and then he would have, no, but he probably would have been able to just talk his way out of it. Just seeming like how he was, you know? Yeah. But it's the police's job to ensure. Yeah. But if they don't have grounds really, other than just some neighbor being nosy, thinking that there's alcohol in there. Yeah, I know. But my point is back then, did they need grounds other than let's just walk in and just double check and make sure. I have no idea. That's my point. I also feel like people back then were probably more trusting because there wasn't true crime podcasts and shit that showed how much like people are horrific. Touche. Touche. <laughs> you have a point. Okay. So meanwhile, Budapest authorities were seeking information on the disappearance of two widows who had not been in touch with their friends or family for several weeks. Both women were last seen with a man named Hoffman near the Margaret Bridge in Budapest. But he had also disappeared. Authorities in Sinkita were aware of the ongoing investigation, but had no reason to link the name Hoffman to Bella Kiss. Yeah, I can't see why they would have any reason. Exactly. Unless they had some sort of record or someone knew, but I mean, probably not. So on July 28, 1914, Austria declared war on Serbia. So Bella would be one of many... um, who had to be in this mili- in the military to fight World War I. Shitty. Yes. So for those who went off into the battlefields and trenches of war, it meant having to face the certain horrors and brutality that are commonplace in warfare. Mm-hmm. For Bella, he went into war having already committed dark and disturbing acts. Unlike some of the soldiers that stood beside him, he had already had experienced killing. And he was probably looking forward to it. Yeah, some, I was going to say, some argue that going to war gave Bella an outlet for his violent tendencies, Mm -hmm. which is kind of disturbing, hey? That's really fucking disturbing. Yeah, I I mean. mean, Like war is not a a cool place. Like war is is hell, right? And he's going in there probably just like looking forward to it being like, fuck yeah. Well, the only good thing about that is because I can only imagine for most, the majority of people in there, it just destroyed them having yeah. to do that right and him it didn't so is that a positive no that's just too ne- just a ton of negative so <laughs> i was yeah. trying to make something positive and it just didn't work okay so before leaving to join the military bella entrusted his rented house to his loyal housekeeper mrs or to the housekeeper who would keep a faithful watch over his house for the next two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in July 1916, two years after Bella had gone off to war, rumors started to circulate that he had died in combat at the Eastern Front or that he may have been captured by the Russians after his unit endured heavy casualties. So following this news, Bella's landlord wasted absolutely no time and he went to the house Bella was renting to make preparations to rent it out to another tenant. 
Gotcha. Just boom. Let's let's move on here. Yep. He first needed to deal with all the barrels, however, which were in the yard. As he was investigating, he cracked one open and recoiled at the smell of death coming from inside. Awesome. I knew that was coming. Alarmed as fuck, he quickly ran out to notify the authorities. The police chief had already remembered the stockpile of gasoline and was interested in acquiring it for the Hungarian war effort. But when they arrived, they were met with protest from um, Bella's housekeeper, urging them to keep the barrels shut. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, did she know? We'll get into that, but apparently not. Then why would she urge? Okay, we'll get into that. So, So, but they continued and they were literally in for a shock of a lifetime. Once they opened the metal drums, they were horrified by the sight and the stench of decomposition. Instead of finding gasoline as they expected, they discovered the submerged naked body of a brown-haired woman with the rope that strangled her still around her neck. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. The rope's still there. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. So as the police began to open the other six barrels, they realized that all of them contained similar gruesome contents. Slightly decomposed naked corpses of strangled woman submerged in a brine of methanol. So after continuing their search of the property, police would discover additional barrels and corpses. Awesome. Yeah. And I can't remember if I say it, but like he was. Yeah, I do say it here later. Like he was like pretty much preserving. Oh, yeah. Definitely. These bodies as almost like trophies. And I think a lot of the articles and stuff I wrote, they, they referred to it as pickling, which I was like. Ooh. I don't know if I love that definite description, but it make it's makes sense. So he's pickle. <laughs> we'll move on. Wow. wow, okay. Your face is just like I'm never in another pickle. Well, if I'm being honest, my some people will know what I'm talking about, but I, my mind immediately went to pickle Rick. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I was like, a pickle Rick. <laughs> oh yeah. Gosh. Anyways. So two of the bodies belong to none other than his wife. And her lover. Yeah. Uh, also found were the bodies of the two women that Budapest authorities had been searching for. Mm-hmm. So that's up to four now. So like I said, all the corpses had been relatively well preserved as if Bella wanted to keep the bodies of his victims like trophies. It's not exactly known how many barrels there were, but there were at least, at least 24 young women. Oh, shit. Yeah. Whoa, this guy is fucking brutal. Isn't that f- insane? And like this, all of these barrels are just like literally there, like in view of everybody. Wow. That is Like would something. you, would your mind go there if you saw some person that just kept accumulating barrels in their yard? Would your mind 
be suspicious of that? Um, Maybe not back then. I would say nowadays, after putting out over 100 episodes of True Crime, immediately, <laughs> yes. That would be the first place my mind goes. Yeah? Yes. But back then, probably not so much, eh? No. Back then, no. I just think something like that would almost be like unfathomable. Yeah, pretty much. Right? So... So Bella's odd method, here we go, of pickling his victims wasn't the only strange thing police discovered. Police would find puncture wounds on the necks of some of his victims with their bodies completely drained of blood. Holy fuck. Here we go with the vampiric stuff, hey? Yeah. Wow. So autopsies would reveal um, that he would drain them of their blood before burial Though blood was never found. So the discovery would lead to swirling rumors in Budapest that he had drank the blood, earning him the nicknames of, like, for example, Hungarian vampire. So there's no proof that he drank the blood. There's no proof whatsoever, but it's just that these bodies were drained and there's like no jars or nothing of blood found, I guess. So they're just like, we must have drank it. And the puncture wounds on the neck, though. Yeah. The puncture wounds is oddly specific. Yeah, but I don't think he was, like, draining them with his friggin' vampire mouth. I don't well, know. Well, no, no. I don't know. Eh. But my, my thought is, if he was just some horrific murderer draining, he's probably not going to be doing puncture wounds on the neck. That's an oddly specific thing for someone just to be killing and draining blood. Yeah. Well, it's probably going to be like a... Uh, throat being cut or disembowelment to drain blood in different ways that way. Well, we'll kind of get into it a little bit shortly here about like some of his interests, right? Okay. So, so the housekeeper was immediately arrested um, basically as an accomplice in these murders, police believing her initial protests to be extremely suspicious, giving the findings, right? Don't open those. Um, I know. Like that's really odd. She pleaded she had no knowledge of the bodies or their identities. While being questioned, she told investigators there was a room in the house that Bella had kept off limits to everyone, including herself. So she was being like cooperative, cooperative, if I could speak. Um, So not having a key, though, the police had to break down the door. And what they found behind this door looked to be like a study. With an assortment of novels about murder, strangulation methods, and poison, the room also contained a desk where letters and documents going back a decade, including correspondence with dozens of women under the name Hoffman. So the document suggested that Bella may have been murdering women since 1903, which was eight years before he had married Marie. He received 174 proposals of marriage through his personal ads and accepted them from at least 74 women. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow, this guy's fucked up. (laughs) Sorry, this case is fascinating to me. It's unbelievable. Like, it's just, it's just like all over the place. So 22 of those women, though, were found dead. Jeez. Yeah. So it seems that Bella treated the act of murder as if it were an academic subject. Bella was not disorganized when it came to his kills. He chose his victims carefully and the methods he used to kill them even more carefully. 
These findings would cause speculation that his methods were inspired by the books and stories he would often read. So the Dracula novel was published in 1897 when Bella was 20 years old. I was just reaching my fo- for my phone to see when yeah. that was published. So thank you for that. So in the novel, um, Count Dracula seduces women before drinking their blood and killing them. Mm-hmm. Giving the striking similarities, police believe it's possible that Bella was inspired by the story and may have been practicing vampirism alongside other occult practices. Wow. Now, I, I got to say, there's no way he was drinking all the blood. He would have had to have disposed of it somewhere because that is a shit ton of blood. Yeah. Like, I think you would be able to dispose of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I bet you anything he tasted it, though. Oh, I'm thinking he was definitely drinking blood, but he, there's no way he drank it all away. And that's why they can't find it. That's just too well, much fucking blood. You never know. Well, there's like gallons of blood in a single human being. I know. And the thing is, it wouldn't last long, but he's not killing people. Um, every day. So he could have like froze it maybe. And then froze it. Did they have freezer stuff back then? Probably not. No, not really. Okay. never mind. <laughs> I'm thinking like RH, just freeze it. And like, yeah. and then I'll have this, I'll like split this up and I'll have this next week and this the week after. I'm gonna warm myself up a bag of blood. Oh my gosh. Blah. Would, would you like some blood tea? I'm gonna throw in the kettle. Yeah. I don't know why I started talking with an unknown accent, but I did. Why not? So also found was a photo album full of pictures of his victims, as well as evidence that some of the women were in the process of actually suing Bella for defrauding them out of money on the promise of marriage. Huh. So especially the ones that were probably like about to sue, he was going to just get rid of just them. lynch them right then and there. Uh, the housekeeper was later cleared of being an accomplice. She had to be involved in some manner. She had to have known like she was. Living in the house. Yeah. You're telling me that he's probably dismembering. She she wouldn't see anything about um, blood, dirty clothes, maybe hear screams or see women come in and not leave. Well, she would see them. But yeah, like they were just never there long. But then what? they just disappeared. <laughs> like, I don't know. You have to start questioning something. But maybe she was just like thankful to have had a job and a place to live and stuff. And just like turned a blind eye, right? I'm picturing that uh, that housekeeper off, off Family Guy where she just like doesn't even speak English. She's like, no, no. And just like <laughs> ignores everything. Like, you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, he's like murdering someone and she's just continuing to do the laundry. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like she had to have some suspicion. I think so too. Right? Especially when she's like, yeah, don't open those fucking barrels. Yeah, but maybe she was just because she was supposed to be, I'm playing devil's advocate so much here, but she was supposed to be watching Bella's house. And so. Yeah, but the police show up. Like, don't wreck anything. The police show up and like, we got to investigate shit. We got to take a look at what's inside those barrels. Yeah, don't open those. Yeah, don't, don't look in there. Don't, don't fucking do it. You don't want to do that. Oh man. Okay. Detectives launched an investigation. Um, sifting through military records in search of Bella, right? Mm -hmm. So on October 4th, 1916, there was word that a soldier named Bella Kiss died of typhoid in 1915, but then followed by another message saying that Bella was alive and a patient of a Serbian hospital. So investigators immediately took off boarding a train. Um, But when they got there, 
Bella had fled and instead left the corpse of another soldier in his bed. Oh, shit. He's trying to hide it. Yeah, it's speculated that Bella faked his death by exchanging identities with a dead soldier during the war. No one knew for sure whether Bella was still alive or dead, but investigators felt in their guts that he managed to escape. Over the years, there have been various reports from people claiming to have seen Bella kiss. And after the war, a soldier told the story. I'm talking too fast here. A soldier told the story of an, another soldier who went by the name Hoffman, which was yeah. Bella's alias, that he would allegedly brag about his skills in strangulation. The last report, reported sighting of Bella came in 1932 when a homicide detective swore that he saw a man resembling Bella exiting the New York City subway at Times Square. But the crowds of New York City made it impossible for this detective to reach the suspect. There were also rumors that he was living in New York City and working as a janitor. But when the police followed the lead and went to interview the janitor, he had already left. Oh, shit. See, that there... That, oh, he's gone now. Yeah. Is, is, it tells a lot. So Bellicus was never apprehended. And what became of him, along with the true number of total victims, remains a mystery. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that insane? See, the, the biggest thing that gets me is how he kept ahead of authorities for so long. I know. Like, how? How would he have known that they were coming to check on him as a janitor yeah that's good i don't know <laughs> that's good <laughs> fuck so yeah that's the story of uh bella kiss the hungarian vampire so what do you think do you think that he did make it to new york do you think he did survive the war do you think he was evading these officers what does your gut say because i mean you're the one researching this so so tell me i know um I don't know. Our brain also lots of times likes to just take the easy route, right? So I do sort of feel like he died. Mm -hmm. But then he did seem very smart, right? Yeah. Well, you said he was very intellectual. So the fact that he, I could see him honestly just trading pace, places kind of like with this dead soldier and like yeah. living his life after. And I'm sure something like that of like 20 plus bodies being found in a fucking barrel and then police on the manhunt for a dude named Bella Kiss would make headlines. Yeah. So you think he knew that they that they had Yeah, I think discovered he, this gruesome scene. I think he was aware that they discovered it and he's like, I can't go back. I gotta figure out how to evac this whole situation, cover my trail. They're gonna be looking for me. What can I do? Yeah. But how would he have gotten to New York? I mean, I guess it probably would have been very easy. It would be harder nowadays. Yeah. To um, kind of just like hide yourself like he did. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. The fact that he was seen by someone there and then also like had a job of sorts. So I don't know. But you think that even after he died or something that he would turned up. But ha if he had a different uh, it, yeah, name. Yeah. If he was stuff, going under another name. I don't know. It It's crazy. It's unbelievable that he got away with this. Yeah, like unbelievable. Okay. That, so that's a big body count. I kind of hope that he just like, I don't, you don't want to hope that he passed away in, in the war, but mm -hmm. like he, you don't want him to, you don't want to think that he just lived a life after this with no consequences. Right. Yeah. 
See, my theory is that he did survive the war. He did hear about uh, the authorities looking for him and trying to chase him down the whole incident of them discovering the scene. Um, but I'm not sold that he was the one in New York. No. I think it's just a case of mistaken identity. Like, oh, that dude looks like Bella Kiss because this is like 20 years later even, right? Mm-hmm. In a whole different ass country. So it's like, oh, that guy's got a ponytail. So does Bella Kiss. It must be the same man. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I saw that janitor who you think is Bella Kiss working over at this building. You should go there and check it out. And they go there and it's like, no, that's just a janitor with a ponytail. Where's Bella Kiss? He's not here. He must have slipped our grasp. Oh, okay. He you did know? He did it once again yeah. or something. When yeah. I think it's just like, no, it, it was just never him the entire time. Mm-hmm. I think he did slip the war and they just never picked up the trail. <laughs> have you heard of this case? No, I didn't. Not till you brought it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy one. Yeah, well done. It does done. seem like one that you would do. <laughs> I do like those those weird ones, especially once you're getting back into like the, the 1800s and early 1900s. Yeah. Because it's such a different dynamic back in those days. Yeah, and I don't often choose those ones just because I do sometimes find it hard to sift through things, different reported stuff. But um, this one seemed like it was okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And you do like cannibals, though, and he drank blood. So just saying that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, You know, I'm just going to stick to that. <laughs> Any <laughs> also, chance. I'm going to just do like a month of just like cannibal cases. I'm pretty sure you've only covered cannibal cases so far. Ever. Yeah. In all 100 episodes. That's literally all I've done. Have I covered any cannibal cases? You did because I was like, oh, what the fuck? I should be doing this one. I can't oh, remember right. what it I can't was, what though. It was, either. it was recently. I don't know. Cases blend together for us a lot, especially yeah. right now with Halloween week. We've uh, said that before. <laughs> we yeah. present and then it's like next week. Oh, what did we do last week? Oh, who's Bella? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> as soon as you jog our memories, though, the information comes flooding back. It does. But yeah. Yeah. Well, well done. That was a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to check out more episodes, we got the whole Halloween week happening. Seven straight days. We're on day five right now. Day three. Or day three. So we have five m- more to come. Wait, right? four more there we go <laughs> seven days including today yeah it was five okay, wow go. my gosh can you tell we're like already tired eh? yeah clearly <laughs> um so yeah you can check those out we have patreon where we put up exclusive content mm-hmm. we've got facebook we got instagram we mm-hmm. got the website mm-hmm. we got the youtubes all those links we got owl are in the description for this podcast so you can go check them out yeah. uh, if you just want to stick around listen to more podcasts and not go to any of those links that's completely cool too Yeah, because we'll be back tomorrow, my friends. We will. And until then. Stay wicked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.